Namaste and welcome everyone to this week's community meditation episode. I'm so delighted that you're here. I look forward to this time together. And I'm going to invite you to find a comfortable position for a meditation. Whether you choose to sit, or maybe perhaps the body's feeling the need to lie down so that it can be at ease. Make your way into a cozy shape. So today I want to share with you a story that will be the framework for our meditation and then hopefully your own contemplation from this week till we get together next. And as always, this story comes from uh, life with my daughter Addison, who's 11. She is a theatrical gal. She's always been into the arts more so than sports. And in kindergarten, she started doing theater at her school and she got bitten by the bug and has loved it ever since. And she does two plays a year through her school. She was in the middle of beginning to do a play when COVID hit. So that got taken away and has been taken away for two years. It's been two years since she's been on the stage. So going back to school has been the greatest blessing because it's meant that drama comes back. This thing that for her is very enriching for her life has finally returned. And you can imagine the anticipation and the buildup. Last Thursday was the first day of the new cycle of drama they're doing, Mary Poppins Jr. So she's like chomping at the bit with excitement to go. Wednesday afternoon, this time last week, she's off at school it's like literally exploding because it's one more sleep until drama. I go into the studio, I teach a class, I come out of class and there's a voicemail from the school health department, the school health nurse. She calls to tell me that Addison has been identified in a contact tracing with a girl in her class that tested positive for COVID. So the protocol is you got to come pick them up, take them out of school they have to quarantine. The school says, basically, if you get a negative test, you can't come back for eight days. If you get a positive test, you have to stay home for 14. So I pick her up from school, take her to a testing spot, get a negative test result, but she can't go back to school until day eight, which for her is Friday, meaning that she had to stay home and miss the first day of drama. So she figures this out before I come to pick her up. She learns this as she's meeting with the nurse and the nurse is filling her in on what happens now. So it hits her the realization that she's going to miss the first day of drama and no, 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 this cannot happen. And I'm sure you've had a situation in life where something like that has occurred. This no, 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 this cannot happen and it cannot happen in this way, in this time frame. Like absolutely not. Complete resistance, complete uh, revolt inwardly. So I go to pick her up. She gets in the car and immediately tears just start pouring and she starts just whining, moaning, complaining, screaming, anger, everything you could possibly imagine. Like mom, her life is over basically is the sentiment from her 11 year old soul. And my 40 year old soul can totally relate. I, when watching her complain and moan was absolutely like watching my 40 year old self do that in an 11 year old body. So we know what this is like. We've been here before. And how I understand and know the mind is that we absolutely will get hijacked 
When the mind gets into a state like that, it takes away all reason, all logic. It takes away all mindfulness, all peace, all presence is out the window when we're at that heightened state in our mind. So here was the tactic I applored to Addison, and here is what we will allow ourselves to be our takeaway after uh, our time together today. I said, it absolutely sucks. You absolutely may be upset. You absolutely can be in this state. I give you full, complete permission to let it rip. Be angry, be pissed, be all the things you have every right to be. But I'm going to give you a time frame of 30 minutes. And when 30 minutes is over, we're moving on. So bitch moan, get it out of your system. Do it all now. We got 30 minutes to be as pissed as we possibly can be and to run amok inside our mind. And then we're going to take ownership again of the ship of ourself. And we're going to let it go. And we're going to move back into presence. So this will be our approach as we settle into meditation, seeing if we can embody this idea because we can relate to Addison, we've been in a situation like that. We will be in another situation like that on the horizon in our life. So we're going to give ourselves permission. I find that if we meet our mind where it is, we treat it with tenderness. We can work with it much more eloquently than we maybe have in the past. So let's officially settle into our meditative shape, softening our bodies and finding that perfect way to be. And then tune in for a moment to the room that envelops you and the way you are held. And do a little sensorial scan of the room. Listening through your ears. Inviting in sound. And here might be a place we can begin to give our mind permission to be its natural self, but to also learn to gain some mastery over it. So as you listen to sound, you might start to bear witness to an opinion about the sound or the way sound takes you somewhere sometimes. So I want you to give your mind permission to do whatever it does in the presence of that sound. And I want you just to watch what happens while I witness this sound in my mind. And if you run away and you're thinking something, that's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. And let that live that way for like five breaths, natural cycles of your own breath in and out. And then think of it as like regaining control. Then you gently direct your attention back. Come back to just witnessing sound without the storyline. Come back into the seat of your own mastery, the seat of presence. And then move on to observe the way you're receiving temperature in the room. Let the eyelids 
be receptive to what kind of quality of light is there for you this morning. And if you're noticing that the mind is doing other things other than simply observing, give it a moment and let that happen. So often we fight with our mind and we can feel trapped or feel like a prisoner in there sometimes. But if we can learn a more loving way of holding the mind, one where we understand it, like, of course you're going to be this way when X, Y, and Z happens. It's natural. And so you can give your mind freedom to do its thing for a moment. Give it space. And then feel yourself kind of take ownership again of the fact that you are in complete control of how you handle what's happening. Sometimes we can't control naturally. As you see with Addison's story, we can't control what happens outside of ourself. But we can be in complete, calm and peaceful control of how we respond. So let your breath now get really relaxed. And let your mind stay with it, following the flow of your inhale breath and the flow of your exhale. And as we sit in meditation, we'll have, you know, a normal amount of movement in our mind. And you should know that normal means your mind is moving the whole entire time. Thinking thoughts, leaving this moment, scattered all over the place. All that is 100% normal. So as you sit, try not to fight with your mind like something that you can't control. Try to give your mind moments to be doing what it's doing, to be wandering, to be obsessing, to be whatever. And then every now and again, feel that that breath is there, smooth and steady, calling you back reminding you of the power you have over your own experience and the way you respond to it.
Allow your breath to deepen. Just enough to recollect your mind and bring it back here into this present moment. Just feeling a quality of ease that hopefully has revealed itself. And remembering that in life we're going to always have moments that are like today where we have normal, natural, simple distractions in the mind. Where we'll be able to kind of gently acknowledge and come back to presence. But then we are going to absolutely continue to have moments like my daughter Addison experienced where the situation is so heightened that we lose control of our logic and our reason. We lose control of that higher part of our brain and we flip out for lack of a better word. And so because we are aware of ourselves a little more through our meditation practice, I want us to remember when we leave here today to give ourselves permission when we have the big freakouts to freak out. It's healthy for the brain to discharge all of those frequencies from the brain itself. So when you have a day like Addison had, let yourself go there. Set yourself like a wise 20-minute, 30-minute timer. Like, okay, I'm going to let myself flip out, moan, complain, whatever it is for 20 minutes. I'm going to let my brain have healthy thought patterns and think these things and discharge this stuff out of the brain. And then after that timer is over, move on, shake it off, move the body, go for a walk, do a stretch, something that allows you to liberate it out of your tissues. And then move on back into that place of presence, back into that place of peace as often as you can. So we'll formally close by bringing our hands together and bringing them to rest in the center of our chest, right around that energetic heart, bowing our head down to our own fingertips to acknowledge this light of peace, this beautiful humanness that we all possess. We're not perfect. We definitely still flip out, but we are aware and we meet ourselves with grace, which is more important than stopping freaking out altogether. So lifting your head and giving a bow to the screen to acknowledge all of us here together, the grace we all possess and the humanness we all do as well. Till next time, love and blessings to each of you.